Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Hello and welcome to the second of our festive podcasts on the paddock and the pavilion with me, your host, Stephen Wallace. Today we are going racing with former national hunt jockey Jacob Pritchard Webb. Jacob's world changed dramatically in June 2020 when a race riding accident in France left him paralysed from the chest down. I first spoke to the young jockey in August 2021 in episode 78 about the fall whilst in episode 79, he described his six-month stay in a French hospital and his hopes for the future. Today's show covers Jacob's new roles as a bloodstock agent, where he deals mainly in the national hunt sphere, and as a French racing expert working for Sky Sports Racing. Welcome back to the Paddock and the Pavilion, Jacob. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, no, all all, uh, very good. Typical dang with the lurgy at this time of year, but uh, it's not too bad. The moustache has gone. The moustache has gone. Yeah, November, November is over, thankfully. Oh, there is no thought of keeping the moustache then? Uh, no, I think uh, some people liked it, but the majority were in the uh, get rid camp. Was that your mum and dad then? or? Yeah, they were. They were. Yeah, they were also. And my nan. My nan was a big advocate for getting rid. Yeah, she was not a fan. So 1st of December, the, the moustache went? Yeah, it was a relief. It was a relief. I think I actually did it 30th of November on the final day I got rid of it. So, yeah, no longer looking like Ned Flanders. Well, there's so much to talk about. Last time we chatted was back in August 2021. And in this podcast, we're going to talk about how you are yourself, your charity work, the world of bloodstock and working with Sky Sports. But I wanted to start off with um, about how you are physically. When we last spoke, uh, you said that it was about 18 to 24 months after a fall or an injury that you suffered that you would find out if there was going to be any more mobility for you. And has that happened? Uh, 
no no quite quite frankly no um i think the writing on the wall i i think to be honest they kind of give you those figures and there and and each case is obviously different but i would say without being too negative and down in the dumps that i think you know very early on they can kind of more or less tell how well you'll recover and i'd say after six weeks i'd say after you leave hospital there they're probably kind of right bon voyage that's we won't be seeing him in a different state if you know what i mean um like i said every every situation is is very different but no i wouldn't say there's definitely been no uh mobility uh changes i would say though in the last year i've definitely had some sensate sensation come back um and uh around the torso area um and 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 that would be i'd say that's changed but otherwise nothing nothing else to report on the physical front if anything i've put a little bit of weight on and become quite lazy over the past year so in terms of physical exercise so uh, I need to need to get my ass into gear for 2024. Oh, so my questions about your your fitness and your core, then I should put them to one side, then do I? Yeah, no, we're um, I'm going to be uh, supporting a very strong Bailey's Bailey's body this year over Christmas. Um, so no, uh, have I've had a very lazy year uh, because when I stopped table tennis this year uh, in January, it was the first time I never had nothing to train for in like my entire life you know no rugby no racing no uh hand hand bike no table tennis nothing absolutely nothing so I um I took it with the two hands and uh enjoyed becoming a couch potato um which obviously you know has its uh pros and its cons so that's why next year need to probably be less lazy but i have enjoyed having not too much to do on that front well i think some people would disagree because you said you weren't going to be a permanent patient but just looking through your instagram and 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 articles um on the internet since i last spoke to you you've you've been playing golf you've been on holiday on your own to greece well uh, those two things are more than 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 most people could do certainly with yourself being in a wheelchair so how how's golf yeah i love golf it's good fun i'll never um train for it or i'll never compete at it i have been asked if i would compete i can't um i enjoy just the getting out in because the, there aren't many things you can you know do in a wheelchair that's out and about um you know you go out this time of year and you suffer with the cold and got to be a bit careful in the sunshine you know can't get too hot so yeah I I enjoy and you know the terrain normally stops you if you want to go out for walks and with the dogs for example so that that machine that paragolfer it's called I can go out and play golf in is absolutely brilliant um to be able to just go out with mum and dad and friends and go and hit a hit a ball around a basically a woods isn't it and uh yeah, it's great fun. Yeah, no, that's I enjoy that. I saw some clips of the the Tyndall Golf Day you you were attending and playing in. Yeah, for the uh, yeah uh, for the Matt Hampson Foundation, they invited me along to kind of explain to the celebrities and and the people who had paid to play with the celebrities and who who were going to be at the evening awards thing in the evening. Um, what 
Matt Hampson Foundation does and their work now with the golf trust in getting disabled people to play golf and and all the benefits of being able, you know, a disabled person being able to get out and be active um, to that degree and um, the support that the two charities give us. So, yeah, it was cool. I uh, I met Harry Redknapp and I told him that he bought a horse off Orctav, a company that I work for. And then uh, he took my number and I'm yet to hear off him. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, Harry, if you're listening, give me a call. And uh, yeah, he was an absolute legend, him and him and Jamie. Yeah, it was a bit of a starstruck day. So, uh, yeah, um, it was it was very cool. Great. Uh, uh, yeah, very, very cool day. Damon Hill. Damon Hill was probably. Uh, yeah, I met Damon Hill. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, I've heard actually Damon Hill speak before when his his book came out and uh, found him very an easy person to listen to because uh, he's he's been through a lot damon hill yeah he was he was cool he i i enjoyed talking to him uh lawrence delalio as well he was um he's been through a lot himself um and uh yeah he was he was a really easy guy to talk to so yeah i know it was a really cool day it was really very very uh privileged to have been invited and to meet all those lovely people so well, we've got to shout out then for for Harry Redknapp. I know he's just taken a horse with another person just setting out in the training ranks in Brian Toomey. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Harry's good for the sport like that, isn't he? Um, fair play to him. You know, he 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 could go to all the big boys all the time, but he just enjoys having his horses with 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 lots of different people because I think deep down he probably is just a people person. One of the you know. Uh, Jack's a lad kind of character, and and he enjoys joys joys uh, his racing, whoever it may be. So, yeah, best of luck to to Brian having uh, having Harry in his stable. You've also worked a bit on the family farm. Yeah, yeah, was there today and yesterday actually. Um, yeah, trying to get all that adapted uh, for me uh, with the house and the farm. Next year's plan is to buy a tractor so and get a winch attached to it. So that's next year's plan and um, be going back in March. Well, I'll obviously go back I'm there over Christmas because I've got I've got a foal there as well. My mare and foal are at the farm um, and then uh, busy time will come back in March ready for lambing again. This is in Wales, isn't it? Yeah, right on the hey um, English and Welsh border, right on Offers Dyke. Uh, actually, walk through one of our fields. Um, yeah, no, I love it. I love going back there. It's um, um, it's it's kind of one of my passions. Is would be you know to get back and into full time farm. Well, the the aim is to be a full you know get into full time farming in the future and take over from my granddad. So that's the aim. So we've just got to adapt the farm slowly over time and, and learn everything i can off him um whilst i still can and your granddad's still going strong i know he was the person that first got you into racing yeah still going strong he needs a new knee uh he got mullered by a cow doing tv testing the other week so he needs a new knee but otherwise no he he's good um he's he's still he's still very much involved uh one of those old old school characters that you know doesn't feel pain and uh thinks everything thinks he thinks everybody should know what they're doing um he would like a uh, 50 farm hands all to be himself basically 
Um, so it can be we can clash heads quite a lot at times. Um, but no, yeah, he's uh, he he's still going strong. And since we we last spoke, uh, just before we talk about your bloodstock work and and work with Sky Sports, you've you did the uh, cross country cycle race cycle ride between Cheltenham and Newmarket. Yeah, what a silly thing to do that was. Um, 140 miles. Yeah, in three days. Yeah. So over basically two marathons a day, which is just bonkers looking back on it. Because I've seen other people now do hand cycle rides and now I don't think I've seen many people do longer than a marathon a day. <laughs> so, yeah. And I chose it on uh, in July and it was 35 degrees on the second day, which is 55 miles. So no, but somebody said to me, oh, you need to do what are you going to do for charity this year, you know, give. And I was like, well, I need to do something, don't I? I need to give back to the Injured Jockeys Fund and the Matt Hampson Foundation. So running was off the cards. Uh, so we uh, we decided to do a cycling challenge. And yeah, the support was incredible. Mum and dad did it. And my nan drove a minibus and Andrew Campbell, who I used to do pointing for, he drove a lorry as a support vehicle. And then we had seven uh 19 people there were left Cheltenham the first day you know AP McCoy and best friends Freddie Mitchell Hugh Nugent uh Tabitha Worsley joined us and uh, Mick Fitz was there to cheer us on our way and John Joe and Neil and Jackie turned up with half the yard bless them to to say cheerio so um yeah it was it was it was really tough I'll never do it I'll never do it again um but we managed to raise 25 grand so it was uh, it was worth it and you raised the money for ijf and the matt hampson foundation yeah so we got split 50 50 arms wise it must have been oh yeah it was killer yeah um just the heat it, i probably was affected for it for a good two weeks afterwards and everything just my spasms and my bladder was affected from the heat and um all the bumps in the road and yeah my arms just killed um well yeah I was so sore that first night funny enough it was like the first night I was so sore and then the second and third night you kind of just worked your way into it you know and and you you know it, you know you were you were grateful to stop obviously but actually it, the pain was worse the first night like you almost couldn't you were afraid to carry on after the first night. By the time the third night, when you finished, came around, you were kind of thinking, well, my body's now adapted. You can carry on to it, which is <laughs> kind of weird to say, because your body your body had adapted. You know, you think your arms that now have to do so much in my situation had adapted. Uh, and my brain, my pe- pain receptors had probably numbed themselves, had adapted to, to cope with this amount of workload. So it was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, um, it was, it was quite interesting, and and yeah, I learned a lot. I think those three days about my mental strength and um, and uh, to keep going. So um, yeah, very proud of that achievement. Well, you're certainly keeping going. You could have then headed off to Jack Jack Berry House. That would have been the next yeah. spot, wouldn't it? Really? Yeah, I know. But we're going up north. It gets colder then. So any charity challenges apart from another November next next November of. Uh, uh, raising money no none at the moment none at the moment um no nothing nothing uh 
at the moment. I've got a, I've got an idea in the back of my my mind of something I want to do, whether I'm going to dedicate it to charity or whether it's going to be a personal goal. Um, because it was something I wanted to do pre-accident. I haven't quite decided yet, but uh, I have got something in the pipeline. When it will happen, um, I'm not too sure. It's going to take a lot of planning. Um, I would need to probably stop doing a lot of work to do it. So, But I'm going to keep that one uh, under wraps for the time being. Well, let's talk about work. Uh, when we last spoke, you had just, I think, had some bloodstock training with Anthony Stroud and Anthony Bromley, hadn't you? Yeah, yeah. So if we spoke in the August, yeah, I'd been with them throughout that summer. And then, uh, uh, and um, yeah. Um, You've been to a lot of sales. I've seen you, been you know, to a lot of and Goffs and Tattersalls and everywhere yeah, else. But... Yeah, no, this year's been really good for it. Um, kind of building. Well, last year and this year, this year's definitely built on it. Um, but last year, bought a couple of horses and um bought a horse called Phil Duroy uh out of Autoy in a claimer for Chris Coley and Fergal O'Brien and bless him that he was a little trooper he won on debut and then he uh ran he was gonna probably finish fourth in the group two at Chepstow had he not fallen at the last in the finale um and then he he was third in a listed race and then he was he was ninth in the boodles, which doesn't sound great. But actually, if you watch the race, he was only beaten five and a half lengths by Jazzy. Is it Jazzy Matty? I think they won that. So, like, he, you know, you think of the, the money difference between some of those horses, what they would have cost compared to him. He was punching above his weight all season. And um, he then returned back to Autoy and gave the owners a lovely day out and finished fifth and paid for himself um so he was he was a he's he was a good kind of starter buy and off the back of that bought bought a couple of others um and a similar horse I bought me and to- and that was with Toby Jones we bought Sessie Sant for Noel Williams again for the same money out of a claimer and Saint Clue 25,000 and she she won her race uh, on her second hurdling start and she also got black type uh yeah. finishing third in a listed race so you know, it's it's good. You know, these two horses we've bought our claimers. They've, they've both managed to win, and they've both managed to get black type placing. So it's not. It's quite nice to 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 do that. Um, have horses punching above their weight. But um, going into this year, probably my standout horse. I, I bought a horse um, for a Sam Sutton, who'd have a lot of horses in England and and France. We bought um, we bought a six year old of Paul Nichols in may to go to france for thirteen thousand, and he's he's ran six times and he's won once but he's notched up 60 grand in prize money so uh he's an exciting horse next year turning seven uh, he'll have a good break now and he's gonna target all the spring races at compiègne hopefully entering into graded company so yeah that's uh that was a, a that's a real special you know, again, like real proud of yourself, you know, picking up a cheap one and being able to do well with it. So uh, hopefully kind of continue that model into next year. How do you set yourself up then as a, a bloodstock agent? Well, it's uh, shadowing a lot of people. I, and I still shadow, still shadow people now because obviously you, you never stop learning. I was with Mark Grant the other day, a new market for the final yearlings sale when it was never stopped raining. Um, still go around with 
Jay McGrath at the point-to-point sales. Still speak to Anthony and Tessa, uh, to Anthony Bromley and Tessa Great Chicks all the time and um, never stop asking questions. So it's just kind of going around and meeting people. It's all about networking. It's all about going to the races, speaking to someone, them saying, oh, Jacob has French connections. And, you know, Chris, Chris Cody knew me from um, my time at Fergal's. So that's how that connection happened. And uh, the Noel Williams one, well, the, the syndicate manager, uh, well, Jerry told Noel, Noel that I'm the person to speak to for, for French claimers because I work with Toby. So um yeah, it's just kind of word of mouth really and and then and, and success. You need you need success and you you need to not shout and scream about it, but just kind of let it be known a little bit that hey, look, I'm I'm not doing too badly either. So do you know the, the French pedigrees quite well? I tried to. That tried I tried to focus more on the French stuff and 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 that's why the latter half of this year as well I've been buying um yearlings yearlings for national hunt yearlings for 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 people to pin hook as three-year-old stores so got a contact now in ireland richard frisbee who will be working with for that as well um he'd have 23 year old stores to sell next year and yeah you got to keep on top of um of that i i kind of just target the french stuff rather than do irish point to pointing and flat flat racing up I, I, I target the English national hunt and the, the French uh, national hunt game. Um, I'm not saying if somebody asked me to find a flat horse, I would definitely wouldn't turn it down. But a little bit is uh, in the early doors, I think, stick to what stick to what you know your bread and butter. And you're working for an online sales company as well? Yeah, Orctav, they approached me in um, March 20, uh, 2022 and um, as their representative. So... Um, that's been great. I mean, the, the the amount of connections you meet through that job as well, because you've obviously got to get in touch with people to tell them that we have a horse selling online on such and such date, and this is what we think of it, and this is what it's done, and and so on and so forth. And how do you go about registering? So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's been great. You know, I've been able to to go around and and follow, and I follow the horses. That we've sold. So, for example, actually tomorrow I'm going to Ireland because um, we sold Mr. Policeman to Willie Mullins. So I'm going to go and see that horse um, and just check everything's all right with him. And Willie's, you know, happy with him. And you know, don't be, you know, kind of just remind him that our our platform is there um, and our sales company is there. So yeah, just keep building uh, relationships with people for that kind of job and and spread the word of Orktab. Funny you mentioned Willie Mullins there, because my next question was, you visited Willie Mullins at Cloth Sutton. Did you see, you know, Galapand de Sham and uh, Alaho and and all, and of course, Willie? Yeah, I spent a lot of time. Uh, well, no, I didn't see the horses as much because I went in the summer. I I, I saw Vauban and uh, Iker Allen. So I had a, a cuddle and a f- couple of photos with Vauban. Um, so I fangirled him. But uh, and I, but I spent the morning with Willie and, and Ruby, but w- we ended up crashing the um, golf buggy into a ditch. So that was our that was our story from my time at Willie's, which I think nearly every bloodstock agent found out about. 
um as we were driving around he was showing me his gallops we ended up reversing in a ditch which was quite comical so yeah no i had a lovely morning and then we went up to the cover as well and then he took me for lunch so i got i got thoroughly spoiled that day it was brilliant so you're off there again soon yeah yeah off to Ireland tomorrow uh to go see him and the horse and then i'm going to go and see the yearlings i bought for richard frisbee as well um just see how they're doing and talk about i guess plans for next year and sales to that, that we can work out together i guess with the job as a bloodstock agent you're you're learning all the time though yeah yeah exactly yeah oh god yeah and that's why it's great being able to kind of hopefully team up with richard and his son jj because richard's been selling uh national hunt stores for 45 years and he's and he and he sells cows as well so he's a real stockman which you know having worked with sheep as well you know growing up with sheep you like to and and cows and and horses obviously you like to think as well you're a little bit of a stockman but but you know his eye is um you know he's always looking at lots of different things and he knows what he needs to to buy to sell on which is a different avenue I've not looked at before so yeah definitely you know you could pick a love a horse with a lovely walk and lovely pedigree but if he's lacking the height you know there's no point going near him because that's what they want for the irish three-year-old stores for example um so yeah no it was it was great spending time with him in in arcana uh the other week and and um looking forward to hopefully working with them some more this episode is made possible by pwc a robot may not be coming for your job but competitors are coming for your market share at pwc we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge Reimagine operations from the cloud, fuel innovation with responsible AI, and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. The other area of work that you've done since i last spoke to to you is working as a french racing pundit with sky sports how did that all come about um it, well i did my interview in 2021 in june for sky if you remember with with luke harvey yeah and luke bless him off his own back mentioned to the senior producers of oh, what do you think of this lad's um he's kind of clued up on the french racing would it be worth a shot giving him a a go on the french racing you know fresh blood fresh face new voice all that kind of malarkey and they said yeah why not he spoke well in his interview and they and they knew i'd done some uh media training as well with with lydia hislop and ed chamberlain so um yeah they 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 rang me up said uh we can would you like to do it i said yes okay you've got this date and this date um which one works and uh i said this date and he said okay cool you'll be on with matt chapman and mick fitzgerald <laughs> so, so oh, easy uh, start then yeah 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 
Um, so yeah, so that's that. I think it was the twenty third of October, and they've not uh, they've not sacked me yet. So um, it's going it's going well, and I've done a feature as well in February this year, and I'm hoping to do more features for them as well. You know, interviewing people and stuff. So um, yeah, I love it. I love it. It's uh, it's, it's it's really good. Well, you've got good connections in in France, knowing obviously the jockeys James Reevely, Felix de Giles, really well. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of the trainers as well. Um, and actually, through the bloodstock stuff, and 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 you know, up and coming jockeys like Nathan Howie, who's who's uh, second in the conditionals title this year in France. So, you know, I'm very I'm very lucky. I've got a I've got a good address book. Um, so if I if I have a question on a horse, there's normally somebody who can find out something for me. So um yeah I'm, I'm quite i'm quite uh privileged to be in that situation and i suppose it's a good commodity for sky to have you must be pleased then that felix could be the the french champion jockey yeah uh over the moon for him um after eight after eight years a lot of ups and downs and uh he took the leap actually the the winter of after my accident he took the leap to go freelance and probably say it's the best decision he's ever done never looked back and uh, i was lucky enough to be in autoy when he rode his first group one this year which was very special in may um so to go and, and see him he won his first group one he got married and now he could become champion jockey so 2023 is a year he will uh, not forget have you seen the uh, Sky documentary? There's a short one on at the moment on Sky. Yeah, no, I haven't got around to watching that. I've seen some clips of it. Um, so uh, I need to go on to watch that. But um, yeah, he, he I'm sure it's great because he talks very well. Yeah, it's very good. I mean, we, we see him uh, boxing as well, which, which he had a passion for. Yeah, we... Uh... <laughs> But he's yeah, we uh during lockdown when he came down, he moved from Paris down to Moulin area at Clay's during lockdown. And uh there was a couple of times because obviously we worked and basically lived in the same vicinity, so we we end up spending a couple of you know nights together. And uh there'd be a couple of times drunken nights, we got the gloves out and did a bit of sparring and uh in the in in the garden. So, uh, yeah, I know how good a boxer he is. Don't worry. What's it like as a wheelchair user going racing? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, you could open up a right can of worms there. Um, yeah, it's not it's not it's not the easiest at times. Um, I did a. Was part of an auditing scheme last year, 2022, that the uh, RCA Racecourse Association um paid for and went round and I audited five race courses um with a woman called Mandy Lane who had been paid to audit them all with her team and um yeah there were some stark results some race courses were very clued up and had all the prop proper facilities a lot of race courses had the facilities but weren't really clued up and therefore we weren't using them properly um and some and it was mostly just little things a lot of the infrastructure is there it's just about start educating staff and you know if you've got a lower counter bar make sure somebody knows that if a wheelchair rocks up that to use a lower counter bar don't just stare at them and 
and and think well they're in a wheelchair they're not they're not going to even order a drink or um type of thing so yeah um i wouldn't go racing a whole heap anyway in the uk or france to be honest but um yeah there there there's there's plenty that can still be done to make the experience better and I'm speaking to someone who went on holiday on his own to Greece. How 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 was that? Yeah, that, again, another can of worms. Uh, <laughs> I should I I shouldn't have chosen probably the oldest city in the world during a time when like Rhodes, one of the islands, was on fire. Um, yeah, it uh, uh, it was an experience. It was definitely an experience. Uh, some good, some bad. I got left at the t- at the bottom of the of the acropolis by my tour guide, and had to make my way to the elevator and push around this uh, historic ruin by myself when I was on a private tour in thirty five degrees heat. And I kept kept having Americans come up to me asking me if I was all right. Was I was where where was like my group of people with me? And I was like, no, 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 I'm I'm here by myself. So um yeah beautiful city um there's a lot of anxiety on the plane going over as you can imagine and uh again probably probably should have done my homework a little bit better and but then at the same time I was let down by you know I I probably could have done my research better but I was also let down by the fact that I was told the hotel was fully accessible and I went to go to the pool bar got to the eighth floor via elevator and then there was nine steps to the pool so yeah just still encountering it does sometimes you know maybe i you know you could probably do your research a bit more email ask for photos etc etc so it was definitely a learning curve would have rather have not had to learn about it quite a few hours away in a foreign country and stuff like that but um yeah i'm glad i did it i'm glad i did it again looking back um it's quite it's quite funny now really at the time it wasn't but it is quite funny now and the table tennis you're not going to the paralympics no i just got to the start of this year and kind of had a choice to make um really and it was uh probably bloodstock stuff would have had to stop going to sales and all that um and sky work would have had to have been limited to weekends only and then that would have made you more tired than for your training in the week as you could imagine going from Sheffield to London and at that time and then it kind of at the end of January beginning of February I got asked by Tom Kerr of the Race and Post if I wanted to do my article that got released in June and I then also filmed my Sky Sports feature at the time and that's actually led to me now having uh, I've had an interview with uh, the Paralympics to actually be a to do interviews and and do features next year. So, um, there was a possibility. Well, we don't know yet. I'm, there's a possibility I might even be part of the presenting team. So, I'm you know, it, it's funny how the world works. So, I decided to throw my eggs into horse racing and and that weird and wonderful world and farming a bit more and stuff and. Um, not not moving not move up to sheffield and 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 do that full time because it it does need your full attention um because the other people are giving it their full attention as a sportsman though do you 
in in some way miss the the competition that the table tennis gave you not really no because I thought I would but actually I didn't have I actually kind of found out during I found out I don't have I didn't have the same killer instinct at the table as I did on on the back of a horse um why I don't know maybe it was because I always wanted to be a jockey so it was like you know um or maybe just this accident has changed me so much you know I don't, I'm not too sure um so no I don't miss it I and, and and you get a great buzz still of going on live on telly and I still get butterflies when I'm bidding on horses or um what and I actually can't really watch a race when when a horse I've bought is running so um yeah I get I get as much of a buzz out of, out of that than I do anything else so you've still got plenty of challenges for the future yeah hopefully hopefully uh still always looking for for more horses to buy or, or fight trying to find people to to buy horses for and um yeah hope for and uh who knows what there are a couple of things lined up for next year but um who knows well the tv work and possibly working at the paralympics uh sounds very exciting but how do you look back now on events in june 2020 it feels like a lifetime ago really um like another world um i had my three-year anniversary this june and that was a weird one you know how like the number three because everything kind of happens in threes that was a very weird uh day um i was actually in wales at the time yeah that was a bizarre day but um in all honesty yeah fine now really um doesn't really bother me too much now um it's better to keep looking forward rather than looking back anyway and you still you still don't consider yourself as uh, an inspiration then no not really. you must do you must do no no definitely not no no i i consider myself um especially after the the events of say graham lee i i consider myself very lucky Yes, we mustn't forget um, what's happened with uh, Graham and our, our thoughts are are with him and his family uh, uh, at this, especially at this time at, at uh, Christmas and the New Year. Yeah, it's just, it's just, I you know I dislocated my neck and fractured one of the and C six, so you know it's it's you you're millimeters away from being in some sort of similar situation. So no, definitely don't see myself as as inspirational um maybe when i win maybe if i win an mbe and you can call me inspirational uh until then no i think uh which is highly unlikely i think i'll just uh just call myself lucky when we last spoke you you mentioned that uh, following the the accident that you had now got your balance back in your life has has that been maintained you were took that was talking about being able to see friends and having time that you probably didn't when you were almost obsessed in becoming a successful jockey um yes i think it's still there 
it probably was has probably gone slightly more work a little bit this year um i'm actually you know i want to next year focus a little bit more on on traveling um you know i'll be 27 soon and like i said i've got the farm to take over one day so i need to kind of i want to, to probably prepare and plan a bit more blocks for not working and seeing the world you know um and uh and then kind of in the busy period you know this time of the year with the sales kind of suck it up and get to work and then in the other times of the year um stop and enjoy life a bit more so still finding that that balance i think in this way of life though where it's so erratic you know television and bloodstock and 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 you know you know you, you might go for three months of not having an order to fill for anyone it's it's quite hard to find the balance anyway so it's just bearing that in mind but um yeah no i'm not it's definitely a healthier balance anyway mentally and home life you're in leicester i think isn't it yeah still with mum and dad yeah bless them um still in mum and dad uh like i said adapt adapting the farmhouse so uh plenty going on there still thank you very much uh, jacob for being on this podcast updating us on all the things that's happened to you since i last spoke to you in august 2021 the very best of luck for the future a merry christmas and a, and a happy new year to you no thanks for having me merry christmas Podcast Network.